So this is Adrian and Claire, and we're recording coffee combos today. I have coffee, Claire has tea, and yeah, but anyway, we're going to start talking. Um, you find it so awkward to call me Claire, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like I have to pause and think about it each time. Like, I'm like, which name should I use? And I'll be like, Claire. Oh. <laughs> You can say boring, by the way. I mean, it, it's just us. But yeah, so well, we were kind of talking about Asian American mm-hmm. um, crimes, right? So yeah, sorry. Yeah. What, what were you? What were you saying? Um. Oh yeah. So guess. Oh, well, actually, it was interesting because when you first told me about it, I actually hadn't heard about it. So when you're like, "Oh, I'm really upset because this happened in California," I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and, then, like, and then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I know. <laughs> Well, I have a stat for you. And this this is what I like about Instagram as of late, even with like BLM, their infographics have been like, as Mm. Sabrina would put it, 100. So (laughs) since COVID-19, to no one's surprise, unfortunately, anti-Asian hate crimes are, oh, sorry, have increased by 1900% in the US. And keep in mind, this is like, a lot of this is like on the rise because um this is all captured content like on video footage whatnot this Mm -hmm. excludes like um you know like the uk and other european countries where Mm -hmm. there are like other asian expats and and residents so um and what i wanted to start off with was that like i read about the California incidents on um, the news, but I noticed mm-hmm. a lot of the Asian American influencers I followed reported it, but a lot of the white and other influencers did not. It's mm. like, this is confirming how we're perpetually in the middle. And I was really nervous that, because um, I believe a black person pushed the 84 year old Thai mm. old man I I'm pretty sure it was and this is a systemic race issue not us versus them but of course there were loads of comments from Asian people like oh black people and then black people were like well it's like mm-hmm. stop it <laughs> this can't happen right now it's white supremacy at its best yeah 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 it's I mean I think like what we were talking about before like um Actually, like basically a year ago now. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we were talking of when like all the Black Lives Matter protests were happening. I remember we had a conversation. We were talking about like I think it might have been our first coffee combos actually when we were talking about uh, like as an Asian person, like do we have a right to speak up? Yeah. You know how how much should we limit our own voice in these types of protests because. Obviously, while Asian people face racism, it normally isn't violent to the extent that Black Mm. people face racism. So, you know, like because we're not like, you know, suffering as much, does that mean that we should, you know, kind of give the space more to Black people to stand Mm. and, you know, use their voice? But then at the same time, how do we also talk about issues that are important to us and our community? And I mean, I think it is, I mean, it's an ongoing problem about like, well, how can we uplift both of those voices, Mm. you know, and we shouldn't have to choose. And I don't think we really 
we really do have to choose. I guess in a way it's almost like a false problem, you know, where it's like we make it into a bigger issue than it is when normally we should just be able to talk about both things. It's like, well, these are both important, you know, like yeah. I shouldn't have to choose like black people issues over Asian issues because they're both important. Yeah. You know? and, and then I think it really does start pitting, you know, groups against each other. And there is this kind of sense of sometimes like, like, um, I heard some talk about how there's a lot of anti-Black thought again among the the Asian American communities because they feel like, well, you know, like we might be bad off, but we're not as bad off as like these people, you know, this yeah. kind of like putting them down to make us feel even better. And it's yeah. like, well, we shouldn't, you know, like, like, obviously that's not right either. You know, we should be trying to uplift both of our voices and realize that there's like, there's enough space in the world and enough people in the world to like deal with both of these issues and think about both these issues. Like we don't have to just choose one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it is like white supremacy and th that's why they labeled us as the like model minority mm -hmm, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. to, to create these divisions. It's very insidious and, you know, like even, um, like one of my friends, I mean, like she's like changed her mind now, but she's Asian American. She was kind of like, mm -hmm. yeah, of course I support BLM, but, you know, like I don't have it as worse off than them. So, you know, I'm I'm very grateful. Blah, blah, blah. And then she actually got like lots of um, racial racially profiled a few times this past year that mm -hmm. made her like because it happened to her. That's what like triggered her into thinking about this more seriously and what mm -hmm. bothers me about that is that like you actually don't know as like a like a person of color you you don't know when you're going to be racially profiled mm -hmm. like it can happen mm -hmm. at any time and in order to be anti-racist you need to be thinking about everybody not just yourself not like us versus like another poc group because i think that's like the most heartbreaking of all you need to think about mm -hmm. everybody um and like the narratives, you know, like about the the L.A. riots, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that, again, is like a classic white supremacy move. Mm -hmm. Like the police, the white police were called, they didn't come back. And so groups of people turn against each other and that's repeating itself again. And it's like, uh, uh, no, we can't like, I don't know what the solution is. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted to add that. I had, so I, I've been, I don't know if you saw, but like on Instagram stories, I've been kind of like sharing because I used to be like, oh, I don't know, but I'm Asian. Like, I don't know mm -hmm. if I can speak about this. But then I was like, you know mm -hmm. what? Like, fuck this. And I shared mm -hmm. it because I don't really care. Like, you should know about this. If you're anti-racist, you should care mm -hmm. about BLM and this. Like, fuck it. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah. So like, but the thing is, Okay, so you've seen it now. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna do about it? Are you reading? Are you reading the relevant literature? Are you mm -hmm. watching shows that have Asian leads so that Netflix gets a hint and promotes shows with Asian leads? Are you mm -hmm. donating? But at the mm -hmm. same time, are you including like um, Black and Latinx literature into your work too, or is your bookshelf or whatever shit you watch all white? Like mm -hmm. I don't really hear that. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, could have been more well, angrier. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, well, I mean, as I was just saying, I do think that both issues are important, but mm -hmm. 
you know, as a person, it's hard to like, you know, educate yourself on everything all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's issues. True, yeah. Like the world has so many problems, like I can't keep <laughs> up. Yeah, so, it does. So, I mean, at the same time, we do have to think about like, well, what is the most important to us? And what are the things that we would like to, you know, educate ourselves the best on? And we have to acknowledge that maybe we are more ignorant in other areas and, you know, like we'll try to do the best that we can, but we can defer to other people, you know, in those topics of conversation. Like, I mean, I don't know that much about, you know, the extent of like black history and, you know, Latin American history and all of that, Mm -hmm. you know, like I know some things, but I would, would definitely not say I'm an expert at all, you know, Mm -hmm. but to me, like it, stuff that has to do with like you know asian american uh communities and especially with taiwan and china like i'm I'm much more interested in that and there are a lot of people that don't know about that either Mm. so it's like well you know sometimes i think it's okay to just pick whatever cause (laughs) that really resonates Mm. with you and just try to educate yourself the best in that and then in other places just acknowledge your limitations and try to defer to other people Yeah, I mean, so I respectfully um, agree and disagree at the same time. (laughs) So no, no, as is your right. (laughs) This is coffee. No, don't get me wrong. I agree what you're saying, but I guess like my my statement is more toward um, Mm -hmm. pitted toward like um, people who claim that they're white allies because it's like, Mm -hmm. bro, if you just donated to BLM once and you watch a black film, you're not Mm anti-racist. And I think part of my pent up anger right now is like lots of like Karens in the world still like hashtag Mm -hmm. BLM. It's like, I want to see you watching a latinx movie i want to not not you adrian like yeah, yeah, i want to, I I want to see you. you yeah like diversifying because we mm-hmm. we're all on social media we watch stuff all the time like i want to see you like diversifying and donating to different causes if you're committed that's what it is but yeah mm-hmm. i do agree like um you know you should try your best to be aware of most issues i'm not all of us can absolutely but then you know if mm-hmm. you find one cause that you're very passionate about then you know go all in on that but i don't want to see you saying i'm anti-racist and you, you know mm-hmm. you're trying to deaf blind eye to these like asian issues because we're quote unquote the at the oh my god I keep saying ethnic minority but not the model mm-hmm. minority and mm-hmm. we're better off like literally not so yeah that that was that was my thing yeah no I really agree yeah I agree with that too I mean honestly whenever anybody says they're anti-racism I am a little bit skeptical because there's just like so there's so much you know inherent and systematic racism in the world and like all we can do is do our best to try to you know go against it and fight against that and like of course I'm going to try my best to be Mm anti-racist but it is something that I think is just something you constantly have to think about and you constantly have to be learning and, you know, trying to do better. So if you just brand yourself anti-racism and that's it, it's kind of like, well, no, it's not like a, a, a like one-time thing. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah like, exactly. You have to always be thinking about it. And there is really no way, I think, of saying that you have succeeded or that you finished. You know, it is, there is no end. Yeah, exactly. You know? so, so whenever anybody is like, oh, well, I'm anti-racist like racist now or like oh i'm like you know i'm not racist it's like well yeah but it's like it's something you (laughs) constantly have to work at you know like 
yeah. there have been t- like times before where I, like I've said racist things and I'd be like oh wait shit that's actually <laughs> kind of bad <laughs> you know it's like yeah. you, know, you use certain like slang or certain language and then you mm. think about what that slang means and you're like oh crap that's racist actually you yeah, know but you and learn so yeah, yeah, so it's like, of course, like I'm trying to do better. So I'm like, okay, yeah. don't use that word anymore. <laughs> or like, you know, yeah, you know, or don't like, you know, don't use this phrase. Or like, you know, I try not to use, um, like, oh, like a a a v e was it called? Like the there's like slang that was like used from like the African American community that is becoming oh. like popular online. I think yeah. it's AAVE or something, but I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so like I try not to use stuff like that either because mm. I'm like, well, you know, like I'm not black, so this isn't mm. part of my culture. Mm. But then it does like kind of, you know, drip into like the online communities and then you start using words without realizing what the origin is. So I don't know. I mean, like there's so many different ways to be racist in life. So all you can do is just do your best and constantly try to do better, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I I agree. I think, um, yeah, I mean, we're definitely, everyone has blind blind spots. Mm -hmm. And like, I read, oh my God, uh, I read a book. So you want, so you want to talk about race. I forgot the author. Oh, that's so bad. But she, you know, she even included a chapter. She was like, um, everyone has privilege. So for Mm -hmm. example, if, um, you know, you are not, um, uh, you know, if you're not a wheelchair user, then think about those who do. And in your office, fight for them by, mm-hmm. you know, asking for accessibility points. Da, da, da. And yeah, like everyone should input into it. Like we are accidentally discriminatory sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. It's what you do with it. But I do believe, and I'm not shy in saying this. I used to be very much like, oh, how do I bring this up? So it's not uncomfortable for you. But now I'm like, no, like mm-hmm. we, there's a different standard for white people versus us it is very very true um Mm -hmm. so i hold you um if you think you're an ally to a higher standard because your best should not be my best like you should i mean all of us should be trying like you know consuming literature and like what what whatnot but like Mm -hmm. um you know it's 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 not easy and it's ongoing and you know um i just wanted to bring up i watched uh snowpiercer i don't know if you've seen that no, I haven't so, seen it, but I I wanted to watch it. Did you like it? So I'm talking about the the show. So I mm, do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do, and I find it as a sign of interesting how you know Pong Juno director Parasite. Mm-hmm. He directed that movie, and mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein um, blocked it from coming to the UK, which is like what? <laughs> but anyways, so he and a bunch of like Korean, not even Asian American, Korean EPs are on the list. Mm-hmm. So. I was watching with high expectations because it's already a very creative type of show. And mm-hmm. the cast, the di- producer list is very like diverse. I was like, oh yes, finally, let's go. And, mm-hmm. but there's like one um, like Korean American woman in the background. She's mm-hmm. gone by season two. Oh, sorry, that was a split. Well, you, you can see it. <laughs> no, okay, okay. I'm sorry, but she's not gone. She's not gone, but anyways. Um, and, and the rest of the show is literally like a black dude against mm-hmm. all white people and this is a premise mm-hmm. of like the last days of the world and it's still white people why because even if you have a diverse producer list you don't have a diverse cast because the owner mm-hmm. of these shows our content creators are still white netflix is still white mm-hmm. and i'm like you know it's 
it's things like that that I can't unsee from a racial lens and I bring it mm-hmm. up. And if you're an ally, I want you to support me and try to like diversify this list. It's like, mm-hmm. great, we have a black person. T- it's not the end. <laughs> yeah. need more to- why is it, why does he love two white women? Why couldn't it be at least like, like a different <laughs> like woman? Like, come on. So, yeah. But you should watch it. It's really good. It's very creative. Okay. So. Yeah, I think <laughs> another another thing on that is like, I find that for a lot of people, one block can be that they take it so personally. Like, you know, they feel like, oh, if you're calling me racist, it's something I did or something that like, you know, like they feel like they failed as a person. And it's like, I mean, like, obviously we have to try to do better, but it's like, you know, the system is racist. Like we're set up to fail at being anti-racist. So it's like, actually the expected outcome is that you know you will fail at it and you will be racist so yeah (laughs) you know I think just trying to fight against that and not like I mean don't beat yourself up too much you know if you fail from time to time because you know obviously we want to do better and you do want to try to hold yourself accountable but at the same time like the society and the system that we live in is already stacked against you So, you know, don't be too hard on yourself if sometimes you make mistakes or, you know, because I don't know, because sometimes I try to bring things up with people and I feel like they get very defensive about it or they feel very like, or they, you know, they get very upset about it. It's hard to have a conversation then. And it's like, well, you know, like, just try to remember that, like, we're all set up to fail. So, you know, it's okay if you fail and, you know, and we can have different opinions about it too. I mean, it's great to talk about it, but you know, I think it's just good to have these discussions at least and not yeah. not shut it off just at the discussion phase and try to like figure out how you can, you know, work at it. Yeah, actually, actually I think you bring up a really good point. Like, I think what's really missing, I, and I really think Trump drove, the, drove this because it really does matter who the president is in the U.S. because mm-hmm. that does influence like the cultural opinions, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to add me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's true. Um, but you know, he called it a China virus. He was mm-hmm. calling everything fake. And so this notion of like, if you have a different opinion than me, let's have a conversation that has become like, if you have a different opinion, that's a deal breaker. Goodbye. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which it's such a shame because like, you don't want to be like in a black hole with everyone who thinks exactly the same as you. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I mean of course you need relatable role models and opinions but you do need to talk to people who have different I mean if, if they're like a murderer then no don't even bother but <laughs> <laughs> that's extreme but like you know that has been really missing and um mm-hmm. I don't remember if I told you this but because I did have a discussion with this white dude he's not British he's um uh he's Eastern European and he felt that he was being discriminated against and I don't doubt that mm-hmm. at all but he was kind of saying, like, I don't have any privilege. And I was like, but why do you think that? Blah, blah, blah. And I was mm-hmm. trying to tell him, like, um, like I experienced microaggressions. And we kind of, like, we, it was like we were on such different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. But we listened and didn't interrupt once. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, amazing. I think that's my takeaway was that, like, oh. I can actually do this. Like talk to some, talk to white man without like, interrupting. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Like that is missing. Yeah. And I guess it is hard though, sometimes because like, for example, uh, right now in the government, like they're 
the Republicans are always like, well, can't we have unity? Can't we have unity? Mm. And then I remember like AOC was saying like, well, no, we can have unity because mm. you're supporting these people that want to murder me. You know, <laughs> so it's yeah. like, no, I'm not yeah. going to support unity until like, you know, you denounce these views and you mm. step back from it. And so I think that's also another problem though too is like well yeah you do want to have discussion and you do want to like be like tolerant of like <laughs> each other but yeah. like you know at the same time there is a limit to that tolerance you know like yeah. I saw this um there was like some comic that was going around that was saying like well like the problem is, is that you know you can't be tolerant of people who are intolerant of other people <laughs> you know yes so yeah you want to be tolerant you want to have open conversation but if the other side is like well I don't think these people deserve to live then already like you don't really have like (laughs) you know a a conversation to talk about it's like well sorry I can't I can't agree with you (laughs) like we're not gonna find any common ground here (laughs) oh and you know what I'm and we are very lucky to have AOC as like a role model like that. Mm, she, she's like mm-hmm. a strong, independent, intelligent woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, we do need more people like her. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. People are bolder online these days, mm-hmm. especially because everyone's at home. And so they just say all the crap that they want to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, how do we start from here? But I mean... But today wasn't about us giving solutions. We were just more like bite-sized <laughs> rants with some statistics. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is an ongoing thing. And like, if the solution was easy, we would have like found ways to fix it already, you know? So it's like, obviously it's still going to be in the works and it's just a slow grind to just trying to do better. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as a positive, so I shared that, I don't know if you saw the Gemma Chan video mm-hmm. with you i don't know uh, maybe you... i don't know can you <laughs> describe more about it <laughs> yeah well she's in she's in crazy rich asians i guess this is like my final point before we like wrap oh, it okay. up but um mm-hmm. so she is oh she is gorgeous well, actually mm-hmm. when i read crazy rich asians um when they talked about did you read the book by the way the book no oh, you should i uh, saw the movie but i didn't anyway there's the such a hoot and i don't say that lightly i oh they're so they're so like it's an easy like fun heartwarming read but anyway so when I read the character of Astrid, I was like, because mm-hmm. Astrid is supposed to be like classically gorgeous, intelligent, Oxford educated, like mm-hmm. fashion chic. And I was like, this is Gemma Chan. And mm-hmm. yeah, because she went to Oxford. She's, um, I think her parents are from Singapore. But oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, she lives in LA now, although she's like from London. But um, she's mm-hmm. an amazing actress and she hasn't been shy in talking about like these types of issues. But she, she's, you should watch a video. She's very poised and like gorgeous. And she's like in her late 30s. But you know, she was t- just talking about like Asian beauty. Mm-hmm. And um, this doesn't like explicitly relate, but she says something like, you know, if you get like breakouts. And she said before, like, if, you get gray hairs or whatever just be relaxed about it (laughs) you are beautiful and just like hearing herself like I will relax about it I feel fine I I just think she's an excellent role model it's like really nice to have someone like that finally like getting Mm. like more popular so it was just like a kind of like a feel-good kind of watch for me yeah 
Yeah, I hope yeah. she's in. I don't know. I'd like to see her in more movies. Oh, if we can too. get any Asian cats. <laughs> oh, God, like, tell me about it. That's like an ongoing thing. Uh, <laughs> any feel goods for you before we like end, I guess? <laughs> uh, well, I guess um, one thing I was talking about and I have been talking about a lot recently was that Netflix documentary I saw. <laughs> With, oh um, yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. Um, so it's called Iron Fist and Kung Fu Kicks to anybody who wants to look it up. <laughs> um, so it's and it's about like kind of Hong Kong Kung Fu cinema and it migrating to America. And it was like one thing I really loved about it is I just really love seeing how uh, the Asian American community saw themselves in those in those movies. And they I mean, like it was kind of like a common trope within those movies is like this like guy that's like standing up for himself fighting against like corrupt government officials and stuff like Ooh, that yeah. you know kind of like a you know a, a vigilante like kind of type you know hmm. so i think you know they kind of felt like they could identify with that especially with all the civil rights movements at the hmm. time so but it was really interesting because they were saying about how um like black people would watch those movies and then they would like incorporate the kung fu moves into hip-hop dancing oh that's cool and so yeah so i was like oh that's really great actually so a lot of like moves for like dance battles and i mean i don't know to what extent was like borrowed from kung fu movies versus like they already had but like mm. the way that it was set up in the documentary it kind of sounded like dance battles were partially like based on this idea of like you know two kung fu like masters fighting and stuff oh, wow. so, i mean they probably have independent history too i don't want to like completely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it, it seemed like it and it had like a huge like effect on the community so i was like oh that's really great that like you know the asian community could kind of lean on on oh and the, the sorry african-american community could lean on the asian-american community and kind of you know, share some things like that and yeah. that they could give back to that. And then there were some like black people that became like famous, like Kung Fu stars as well. So I thought that was really great. Just seeing like the communities like working together and enjoying this type of like counterculture, you know? Mm. So yeah, I'm especially with all the, the stuff that we've heard about, like, you know, Asian Americans being racist against black people and black people mm. being racist against Asians. It was like, you know, maybe kung fu movies are the way forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so that's actually, my feel-good takeaway: is that we should all watch more kung fu movies. <laughs> yes, and th there was a sorry, just last a bit. There was yeah. a um, quote-unquote historic Asian American and Black American rally that happened in California in mm. solidarity. It was mm -hmm. reported by um, oh, I don't know. I just saw it on the news on Instagram. So that was, you know, that Instagram was heartwarming. <laughs> well, I saw it like on the on the news, and then I like saw that clip of the news on Instagram. Oh, okay. If it's that, okay. I get a lot of my news from Twitter now. I'm like, oh, yo, know, Twitter, Twitter is like, it's really great, but it's it's popping. <laughs> you don't retweet my posts. <laughs> while while I have you on Twitter. <laughs> um. Yeah, check your DMs. Anyways. <laughs> I'm not on that account. <laughs> no. All right. Yeah, um, I'll leave it to you to wrap this up. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our talk today about um, 
I don't know, just talking about some recent issues and how we feel about them and thinking about um, the interconnectedness of the Asian American and Black community. And hopefully there'll be more feel-good stuff for us to look forward to in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Hope everyone has a great week, weekend, whatever. <laughs> I don't know when this is going to be posted, but have a great whatever. <laughs>